Welcome into the Dishinish Pod. I'm Robbie Lula. That is Old DB. What's up, Damon Benning? If you're not familiar, I'm sure you are. I am not. I usually go third person. <laughs> That's because you got some issues. We got to talk about those later. But uh, I got an issue today because we're, so we're doing the show this morning, right? Yes. And then we've got about 30 seconds left in the show, and then you just light a match under. <laughs> no, me. no, no. <laughs> So I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> My gut told me as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, shoot, this dude's mad. <laughs> and every time you get mad, it's like, I don't know, man, if I'm going to need some Kevlar and we're going to get into it, like HBO, help a brother out. Just warn me. <laughs> Say, listen, man, I'm still pissed. <laughs> this is going to come up in our podcast. <laughs> And I'll I'll brace myself. Listen, right? I'm not I'm mad. in a good mood. I'm free flowing, but I I'm not I, mad. I, I think you're way off base here. Okay, and that's fair. So like I'm gonna give you the opportunity to set me straight. <laughs> no, no. Well, listen, you appear to be very hard headed. I don't know if that's <laughs> happening. I've tried to be rational. I am hard headed yet open minded. I think that's uh N- not a change. You don't think I'm open minded? Dude, it's like it seriously takes time. You're the perfect dude. You're like my buddy. <laughs> Two weeks later, yeah. you'll go back to something we haven't talked about. Yeah. And all of a sudden you'll have come around. Sure. It, but it's going to be on your terms. So I don't know. Like I think that's what makes the show kind of funny sometimes. Because yeah. you're not giving in normally at all. And if you do, it's when you want to. So, well, or when you, you you sometimes you'll tell me something like, "Oh, yeah, no, you're right." Like if I'm obviously, yeah, it, wrong, it'll be over early. Like yes. the ones that kind of carry on, I don't know if you're gonna come around or not. Yeah, so. the runs that we go twelve rounds on, it it takes me a while because if I'm willing to dig in on that, it usually it's because I think I'm right. Yeah, you oh, know, one hundred percent. So here, let's we're gonna give context here. I need to, I can I full disclosure before you do. Yeah, if you want me to change. I can't even believe I'm conceding. I never do this in a debate. I'm not. If if fine, I'm not doing it. I, I what, just were you, my, what were you gonna say? If you want me to use something different other than a pound of flesh, yeah, so I, I think will. That's that's that pisses you off. That's part of the terminology because it's it's too punitive <laughs> in my mind. No, but it's what you want. No, it's not. It's not at all. It's not here. So let's give context here. Okay. So we've been talking about Jeff Sims all week. Surprise, surprise. Did we say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. I'm Ravi. That's Damon. I think you did. Yeah, that, I, did. But I, I did. It's kind of a fall because I, I, I think <laughs> we got upset. into it pretty quick here. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, anywhere you find your podcast, Dish and Ish on the Herd at Sports uh, Radio Network. Um, so here's the context. We've been talking about Jeff Sims and the accountability that the coaching staff has insisted they are instilling on in the team, and I, I believe them, right? But it doesn't necessarily look the way fans want it to look. Is oh. that is that a fair start? So far. Okay. So my... You are good with words and semantics, so I have to pay attention to you closely. <laughs> I get into the weeds a little bit. Oh, I get real no, detailed. You, then you sneak stuff in on me, and I was like, well, and then you'll go, well, what I said was, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> okay, good point. I got my, I'm hip to it. Very, very good as an orator. So the, the point that I was trying to make was would fans feel differently if Matt rule would come out and say, Hey, the coaching staff understands. And Jeff Sims understands that at a certain point, if the turnovers don't get cleaned up, Mm -hmm. 
then it's no longer viable to keep him in a starting quarterback. That's, and I, and I wondered if people would accept that more willingly because I think what people are afraid of right now, and this is from talking to a ton of people over the weekend on Twitter, on text messages, whatever, people talking to me about the game, people are afraid that, and this is, there's some, there's some ex-girlfriend trauma here that, that we're dealing with, right? The Scott Frost, Adrian Martinez of it all. 100%. So I, I'm acknowledging that. And, and sometimes, though, when you've got some baggage from an ex, the new person in your life, even if you've worked on yourself, has to help you in some of the areas that you're still sensitive. And I, I, Listen, I, I 100% agree with that. Right. Right. I remember... And and we're good friends. Yeah, my my ex wife and I. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got that you're co-parenting and stuff. Like yeah. you kind of have and to I, get and along. And I remember. Well, you think adults would? Doesn't always work. Out. I know it doesn't so always. I want, but so I want to yeah. take that for granted, right? Because some people sure. are miserable. You have to do the work to be able to. And I remember yeah. one time. So there's two things that she said that I that took me a while to 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 deal with. Mm-hmm. She said. I'm afraid you'll be the same person in 10 years. Okay. And I I don't want to be married to that person. Okay. And she said, living with you is like oppression. Mm. These were two different times. Two different conversations. Yeah. So. But those probably hit pretty deep. Right. Yeah. Because when when you talk to a minority male. Mm Mm-hmm. That is quite the historian that has been in Omaha a long time and knows what my dad went through to get the job that he had. When you hear the word oppression, oppression, it hits a little different. It hits differently. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what did I do from maybe to this day? I don't know. You have to ask anybody that's in my life that I care about. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I go out of my way to do? Probably still not be a burden. I don't want to be responsible for your feelings at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Because still a little traumatized by that, mm-hmm. right? Like Absolutely. That is the an- total antithesis of my personality. Right. Like I'm a the last thing you I'm want a, to I'm be a, I'm a I'm a self-help, yeah. fix it. Like there's always a way kind of guy and so I remember when I heard that mm-hmm. and you used the word oppression, I go I for for that's why I'm kind of I'm very bad at uh, letting people in, mm-hmm. even though I share a great amount. I share a ton, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes too much. So that's kind of the job, though, to a certain extent. I know you. you I didn't want be. it to be. Yeah, but if it's, you're gonna be good at it, it's, it's just evolved is. into that where it's like I give you the good, the bad. Like I'm pretty. I think you're pretty transparent. Oh, yeah. I'm pr- pretty authentic, right? Yeah. So I. I get where you're going when you set the stage with the ex-girlfriend, ex-spouse thing when it comes to the fan base. Yes, because it's a it's a strangely similar dynamic. But it's like what I've always told you. Mm-hmm. Just because it has been doesn't mean it should be. Right. Or always will be. And I, when I hear you say that, mm-hmm. I think you're letting people off the hook to be responsible. I don't think I am. Okay. And and it's a it's a tricky it's, it's like the whole second guy always gets caught thing. I'm like, 
Yeah, because we speak that into existence. Pay attention to the first guy. <laughs> totally fair. And listen, I'm not saying that all of that should fall on Matt Rule and his staff. Okay. But I do think you have to understand if you're the new partner, friend, spouse, coach in the situation, I do think you have to understand the history of where the person or people you're dealing with is coming from. And I think that has to inform to a certain extent how you communicate with them, right? Like, for instance, I, you and I, I think are, are pretty close. Oh, for sure. But there was also a point where I had to say to you, like, hey. Yeah, like, you had to let me know that I was important to you. Yeah, I'm a ride or die DB guy. Yep, yep. So, well, like, yep. you're not a burden. That's Yeah, that's fair. If you need something, let me know. Yep. That's not something I would say to everyone. Yeah, that, that's fair. Totally fair. Right? Totally fair. And my response to you was, I'm glad you said that out loud. Yeah. Because I, I may think it, but now that I know. Yeah, you know for sure. I'll act according. Right? I am simply, and listen, that doesn't mean you haven't done work on yourself. That doesn't mean that I'm absolving you of responsibility because mm -hmm. now that I've told you, mm -hmm. you're responsible for acting accordingly, right? And full disclosure, that's 100% of what I believe in. I'm a big get the information out there. Yeah. Explain the why and let the receiver do with the information what they will. So your gear, I okay. So that's all I'm asking from Coach Rule. Understand in this situation because Nebraska fans sat for a long time, whether it was with T Mart and and Polini, who had some ups and downs, whether it was Adrian Martinez and Frost. Nebraska fans have seen for eight of the last twelve years, basically, a coach be married to a quarterback and show almost no willingness to differ from it. Mm -hmm. So when you come from that situation, you come out of this, these toxic relationships that we had with coaches. Sometimes you need the new healthy relationship to say, Hey, I'm saying this because I know where you've been. Okay. And there is a point where if Jeff Sims continues to not take care of the football, that, we have to do what's best for the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give me a number. You don't even have to say there is a number because I don't think that's smart. I don't think you have to say, hey, there's a number. We know what it is. We're not going to tell you what it is because I don't think there's a real number. I don't think it feels that way. I don't think there's a hard number, right? But once he, if he were to say that and put that information out there, then it's on the fan base to accept and believe what he's saying and act accordingly. Does that sound like I want a pound of flesh? Um, yes and no. Let me tell you the no first. Okay. No, because you stated the argument like you wanted some, um, like you wanted some vocalized explanation to let us off the hook. Like you want us, you, you want him to acknowledge that you've been through a traumatic experience and, uh, I don't want him to let us off the hook. I just want him to no, no. So that that's not okay. That's not part of the first. Okay, that, go ahead. I'm saying the acknowledgement of that lets you off the hook, but I'll get to why I'm getting to the no first. Okay, okay. So the yes and no. So the no does is that like I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. There, there's some verbal. Hey, um, I'm well aware. Yeah. 
This is validation. I, I, I know what you've been through. Mm-hmm. But that's not me. But that's not my style. Mm-hmm. The yes part is he's been saying that. It's just not in the words that you want to hear. Right. He's told you. Yeah. Three or four times recently. Mm-hmm. That's not on me. The history is not on me. What's happened before I got here is not on me. I'm owing to. Now, hang on. Okay. I gave you the floor. I, I know. Okay. Go ahead. We're on the front end of building, not the back end of receiving. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't say the, the back, back end, end of receiving, yeah. but he's letting you know. Mm-hmm. That wasn't good enough in terms of that he's acknowledging where you've been, mm-hmm. but he's telling you he understands. It's just not in the verbiage that you're accustomed to hearing. He's acknowledging. Mm-hmm. When he says, hey, we've worked very hard, what he said before Minnesota, mm-hmm. we've worked very hard on situational awareness and staying in the moment and not letting one play define us and getting to the fourth quarter. And when he said in the spring, hey, our home opener, our, not our home opener, our openers against Minnesota, mm-hmm. we're worried about Minnesota. And after Minnesota, we'll worry about Colorado. And after Colorado, we'll worry about Northern Illinois. He's given you the acknowledgement that he understands you've been in a very stressful relationship. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't the way in which you wanted to hear the information. So now you fast forward and you're like, up, put it on the carpet, found a way to lose. Can't see the field. Can't read defenses. Let me tell you what a coach is thinking. Mm -hmm. If he chases ghosts which is what is answering to every criticism that's out there whether it's thinly veiled whether it's overt or what mm-hmm. he's coming across as distracted or giving into all the things that he said in the off season that was not on him because what happened in minnesota was and i said this robbie i said Nobody thought we were going to win any. I won't say nobody. 10%. Yeah. 10% thought Nebraska was going to win Vast that game. The majority thought Minnesota was winning. If it would have looked a different way, we'd have been cool. If it was 20 to 10 instead of 13 to 10 and gone down the way it did. Or that we never had a chance to win or that we didn't make yeah. any mistakes. We just lost. Like, would we have been cool? I think it would have been a very different reaction, yes. Yeah, see, I, I don't want him to have to babysit that. that. That's where I feel like the pound of flesh thing comes in because you want – not when I say you hear my heart, mm-hmm. I'm not saying general, you, you generally speaking yeah, for base. those that want answers to yeah. that. That's not his responsibility. I that's get, a, that, I get that, that. that, that that's on. I get that. And, and, but we give passes, right? Because we say fan is short for fanatics. So therefore they're allowed these luxuries to be kind of crazy and over the top. But do you know what we don't do? We don't act like that's a two way street. Mm-hmm. We don't act like coach is short for coach. And that means that <laughs> they're doing their job too. Yeah. We, he doesn't allow you to delve into his world mm-hmm. to tell them or set precedent on what they should do. Mm-hmm. Why do we feel the onus for the coach 
to buoy or levy or balance or validate or vindicate our world as fans. There's a reason fans don't make good coaches yeah. and coaches don't make good fans. So why, why are we disgruntled about wanting an explanation when that's not his job? So that last line is where you lose me a little bit because I do think it's part of the job. At this level, do tell. At this level, at this type of program, do tell. I do think, I, for lack of a better word, fan relations is part of the job. The PR is part of the job. It just is. At a place like Nebraska, where it is the biggest thing going, and it's you're the, you know, you're the face of the state, basically, not just the program and the university. You're the face of the state. I'm vibing. Part of the job highest is paid PR. state employee, right? Yeah. In most states, the college football coach is the highest paid state employee in most places, right? So, I mean, that uh, that's a fact. That was rhetorical. It, it is true. Um, so, with that being the case, I think part of the job is fan relations. It's PR. It is part of it is that part of it. And listen, I agree that the fan, while we talk about coaching decisions and things like that, doesn't get a say i understand that they don't get a say in what actually happens yeah and they shouldn't and i'm not being that linear right but i i okay go but i do think the fan relations is part of the coach's job i genuinely believe that but but do you realize you and i are in agreement there right so but that's what i mean that's why i think sometimes he does need to talk to the fans. but he's told you already no but listen okay so let's go back to the original example right when it's all fine and good to hear the things and hear the, hey, this is how we're going to do things. This is how we're going to operate. This is how we're going to uh, have this relationship, whether it's coach-fan relationship, whether it's friend-to-friend relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship, right? You, you set out all these expectations and things like that, and then something happens, right? Maybe it's not the coach's fault or the new romantic partner's fault or the new friend's fault, right? But it's close enough to your trauma or to your past bad experiences I use the word trauma. I don't want to believe be little actual trauma with football stuff, but I'm just going to use that word. And so we're on the same page. And you know what? I don't have any problems with that. Cause we do act like we went through a traumatic experience yeah. when we're trying to vilify and singular single out. And listen, for as much as people care about Nebraska football, like it can be traumatic. Like it just can. Oh, and you know what? Uh, and no listen, judgment. Like it is what it is. Yeah. And, and quiet is kept. Like I love that about Nebraska. Yeah. It's one right? of the things that makes like, it special. I, because they do care about I, it. I, lo- I, I, I love the passion. That's why I, don't, I typically don't let it move my needle. That's why I always take the patient approach with um, trying to explain situations. Right. Because I never want the passion to wane. Like, I love it. Like, I mean, it's a, it's it's truly a special play. Well, and, and when it gets good, you still want that passion to be yeah, there. Like, so I, you have to foster it while things are bad. Still. I embrace the fact that the state of Nebraska, I think, is unique in a lot of ways. So I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I don't want to not acknowledge that. So but here's the thing. So so you, you lay out expectations in whatever kind of relationship it is. And then something happens that touches a little too close to your trauma. May or may not be the new person's fault. They may not. They probably didn't do anything wrong. I.e., turning the ball over, self-inflicted wounds for staying out late. You don't answer the phone. Yes, absolutely. Right. 
or hey, I'm going out with friends and you don't really know where they are or whatever. And I let's say you've I understand. been cheated on before. I'm like, listening. So they didn't do anything wrong, but it hits a little too close to your trauma, right? Yeah. So they may actually just be out playing. They ke- probably keto are with their girlfriends. They probably are, right? They're out or hanging out, whatever, hanging out with a friend that's in town, whatever, right? You may have to ask them, hey, I know this isn't your fault, and maybe it shouldn't even be your job, but it would go a long way. If you just tell me like, hey, I'm out with X, Y, Z. This is where we'll be. No big deal. Like, should it be that person's responsibility? Probably not. Okay, let me ask you something. But when you're starting out, well, that ask, can go a long way. Let me ask you something. Okay. Let's let's stay right with your yeah. relationship example. Yeah. What if instead of saying, <clears throat> you know, if, um, hey, Ravi, I know you were worried. I love you. Mm-hmm. You're the most important person to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ravi may want details. Ravi may want to be like, it, but you're not. You're not saying this audibly. Sure. You may be like, "Hey, listen, that's cool, but I've heard that before." Yeah, it's can it can sound like lip service. But, but her, mm-hmm. she's talking to you, mm-hmm. and and that's her way of letting you know because that's that's her communication yeah. language. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't doesn't say she ate you, mm-hmm. but she feels like she's communicating well. communicating well with you. Yeah. Okay. You may receive the information differently. Absolutely. Is that any different than him saying, the past is the past? I understand where they've been, mm-hmm. where you guys have been. All I know is I'm Owen too. Could that be the same as her saying, hey, Ravi? I know you've had some bad experiences. I just want to let you know I'm I'm with I'm with Carrie, Jennifer, and 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 Stacia. We we're, we're just we're 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 playing Kino or whatever or karaoke, yeah. you know, over at the yeah. Phoenix on 120th. Would that be different if she was specific? Yes. Because that satiates you. Yes, because it's because it's a very specific situation, right? Nebraska fans are dealing with a very specific situation. And, and listen, this is this self-inflicted losses, yes. inability to take care of the ball. The reason quarterback centric may be really different on why it happened in Minnesota versus why it would happen in the Frost era, but it looks close enough to the trauma that you kind of bristle up. You kind of and you need. You need specifics to get you out of that situation. Okay, so right? I'm, I'm, I'm playing along in the analogy yeah. to set the whole thing up. Absolutely. He is not in a singular relationship with the fan base. I understand that. The most important relationship with him is with his players. Is with his players. Absolutely. So the natural byproduct of what comes from that is how he communicates with the fan base. What you're wanting to do is is to make that the priority to make sure you the fan base is at ease. That's not his number one responsibility. I agree it's not his number one. I it, agree. It, so what he says to us, mm-hmm. the media, the fan base, has to be in accordance to 
in addition how to, already communicated to how team. he's already communicated to the team. So let me ask you this. So the relationship thing, while I understand it, mm-hmm. it's not the most important relationship that he has. It's just not fair. That's it fair. has to be the byproduct. So that's closer to a friendship thing because your most important relationship is with your spouse. Or your significant other or, whoever, or whatever. Right. Right. And how many times have we been in this deal where your boys are kind of young and inexperienced and it's like, man, he put us on the back burner for his his girlfriend. Yeah, sure. Everybody can relate yeah, to but that. You still right. Feel kind of way, some kind of way about it. Too, yeah. Right? So, do you, yeah. Yeah. You can. A but, lot. you know, but you know what your boy is probably telling you? What's that? Hey, man, I'm with you right now. I just have to do this. If you care about me. Mm hmm. You'll understand that this is where I'm at, even though you may think it's bad for him in the long run sure. or it's not good for you. Right. If you're committed. You'll give him that grace. So let me ask you. One. That's the fan base. That's fair. That That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's why I say pound of flesh. It's not see, for you. And see, that's where you lose me again. It's not for you. No. So let me ask real quick. OK, is is what I'm asking from Matt rule a conflict for what you feel has already been. No, but what I'm telling you is your love language is different, right? You may be a random acts of service or words of affirmation, and he may be physical touch. Okay. Doesn't mean he cares any less. Sure. There's miscommunication. So what you have to understand is where are they coming from when I'm receiving this said information rule is telling you, Don't put that crap on me. Not not to not to go off ten miles to <laughs> Dirk Chatlin, right? Don't put that crap on me. <laughs> Great what? pull, Shane. Great pull. That's not my burden to bear. Right. I care for you. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you. I've given you 30 minutes of my time. Mm-hmm. I told you after Colorado in my press conference, hey, look, man, you have to treat the quarterbacks differently. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that when you say things about the quarterback. It hits differently. I need to go back and watch the film. Mm-hmm. He's he's letting you know, Robbie. Like, so I'm just asking him to be too specific. Is that that's why I use the term "pound of flesh"? See, here's my issue with the term. Right? Is it sounds like I'm pound of flesh is punitive, right? When somebody- no, you want him to acknowledge that he he is a you want him to acknowledge your thought process. That's what pound of flesh is. You want him to let you know that you guys are on the same page. That's not his job. So that's not his job. You want him to pacify your greatest fears because of what you've been through. That's not his job. It's not his job. And that's fair. And if that's, if that's, that's where I get chasing. He can't chase that. If that's the bottom line and it's, and it's, Hey, it's not his job to pacify the fears of the fan base. And it's, Listen, he asked you weigh what his most important relationship is, which is with the players versus what his third or fourth most relationship, most important relationship is, which is with the fans. I, I get that. If that's the answer, that's fine. Would I still love to hear it? Sure. But where I where I take issue with pound of flesh, is, and I think we're coming with different definitions here, because when I hear pound of flesh, it's something you want to be validated. So that's not what I hear when I hear pound of flesh. That's what pound of flesh means. You want to be validated. You want people to acknowledge, hey, listen, you, we've all been here, right? It doesn't matter if it's your boss and you're the coworker or you're in a relationship. How many times would you be cool 
if you just, if the other person just acknowledged that they heard you, they don't even have to change the behavior. They just have to say, hey, man, listen, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so that's what you want. You want him to know that he hears you. Yes. Okay. So, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the definition here of pound of flesh real quick because you're right and I was wrong. Just It says the origin is if someone demands a pound of flesh, it means they insist on getting something they are entitled to, even though it may cause distress to the person is demanded from. That's totally fair. I was the only reason I know that. Yeah, is the biblical background, right? So right. That's why I use the term. So when I hear it, though, and, and this is just where I was coming from, so this is why I bristle up so much of the term, right? You you feel like I'm saying you want to be exonerated, or well, you, you want to be validated for the way you feel? No, what I what I hear when I say pound of flesh is. I want to punish someone for something. Yeah, and I and I got that, which is why you had me yesterday with the punishment thing. Because I'm not I'm not interested in being punitive. I'm I not. I understand. I I do. I, I I got that. So that's where we we had a little miscommunication here, which is kind of ironic considering what but, we're talking but, about. But let me. So let me. So go, if we're going with this definition of pound of flesh, then yes, I want my pound of flesh. So let me go back to where I think you have some merit. Okay. So this is how we even got here. Mm-hmm. Because normally I would I would be a little beside myself and I'd be like, man, knock it off, right? Yeah. Like, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to say. But I am the same guy twice that I can remember. Mm-hmm. I'm about to just undo my whole argument. <laughs> okay. I'm the guy that said it going into the last year of Mike Riley. Okay. This is with Kennedy and the general manager – and kind of them cutting Riley's legs underneath him and mm-hmm. having other guys kind of run the program. Making him hire Bob Diaco and all that kind of stuff. I said, this is so weird. It's like six degrees of separation. <laughs> I said, you know what? If I'm Mike Riley, you know what I do? I hold a press conference. Yeah. And I admit, I just, I just tell the truth. Just lay it out. Hey, listen, you know, I, I compromised the quarterback run game. You know, I had my staff go out and study how to implement Tommy Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And then the second year, I felt like we were further along and I got away from what we did with the QB run game in year one. And just from a leadership standpoint and putting this roster together, we weren't quite on the same page. So when I'm going to my boss to lay out this blueprint of the floor plans, this is where I want to be. Right. Like I'm I'm learning on the fly here. Mm-hmm. And I remember the guy that I was sitting across from goes, do you want to make yourself that vulnerable? Because <laughs> you're if you're Riley, he's basically you. Yeah. Right. He's you want rule to be that vulnerable, to be that vulnerable, yes. to just tell the truth. Yeah. So I understand full well what you're saying. But why did I say what I said about Riley mm-hmm. versus what I'm saying about rule? Because that stuff was on Riley. It was absolutely on Riley. And this stuff isn't on Rule. And it's not on Matt Rule. And, Ma- and mm-hmm. Matt Rule has been telling you. Sure. I'll, I'll sum the whole thing up. Yeah. And I'll give you another example to validate why I think you're kind of right in a way. Mm-hmm. Rule said in the offseason, and it flew under the radar because he said it with busting with the boys second. He said it to me first. He said, and the order doesn't matter, so that's inconsequential. I shouldn't have even said it. 
He goes, you're four and eight. Mm -hmm. What are you going to tell me? Just let me do my job. Yeah. He said it then. That's fair. He said it multiple times since he's been here. Just let me do my job. He said it the other day. You hire me. He said it the other day. Mm -hmm. It's just not in the love language. It's like, you know, Natasha comes home. And let's say she's a uh, time spent person. Mm -hmm. She just wants to, Robbie, I just want to be with you. Mm -hmm. You're like, hey, man, babe, I'm out here killing it. You know, I get to do my passion and and do talk radio in the morning. I'm I'm really good at this IT problem solving stuff. I get to work remote. You know what I did? I got the dogs bathed. They look good. I got (laughs) them new collars. I changed the knobs on the lock that, you know, they tore up or whatever. And you feel like you feel good. You feel like you did a lot. I I love my Natasha. You see what I did? And she's like, yeah, that's cool. I will spend time together. How about we just sit down and watch a movie and hold hands? Yeah. You're like, but, 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 I'm tired. I got to do this X, Y, Z. So he's speaking a different language than Mm -hmm. what we're ready to receive, but he's still trying to acknowledge that he cares about our thought process. Mm -hmm. There's just a disconnect. And I'll do you one other solid, because I said this about Taylor Martinez, because you brought him up. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm authentic. Full disclosure. I said, you know what? Taylor Martinez is not comfortable talking to the media. Sure. Just shut him down. Yeah. He's not good at it. We're going to pick holes at it. This is going to be a back and forth. He said he just. I mean, we're playing his clips 10 years later. I like playing his role games. Yeah. I spat. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like it's he's uncomfortable. And everybody told no quarterbacks got to talk. Sam, everybody told quarterbacks got to talk. Could he work in today's world? No, no. We, if Taylor Martinez was playing just eight years later, we would, or, uh, 10 years later, we would chew him up and spit him out. Yeah. Because we would not like his responses under the red. Absolutely not. That's a great question. But I said, part of the problems we had with frost too, is I don't think he was very comfortable talking to the media. And I wanted him to be authentic. Just tell the truth. Yeah. Just tell him what it's you easier. told me a couple weeks ago and say, hey, listen, you know what? I rolled the dice on recruiting. I brought in some guys that I didn't really want to bring in. I, I I was desperate to win. Right away. I compromised kind of what I believe in. I didn't really know who I was. You know how much goodwill that would have engendered with people? I'm just telling Depends you. on when it happened. but No, sure. I'm with you. I'm just telling you, like. And maybe that's not a good enough reason to do it. Unless you've had to pay the cost to be the boss, mm-hmm. it just doesn't come natural to you. Unless that's just how you're wired. Some well, people are just wired that way. So in order for you to tell me, hey, man, I'm a, I'm a DB fan. I just want to let you know this, this, mm-hmm. and this. If you hadn't gone through a traumatic experience, would yeah. you have been able to have that conversation? No, I went through a lot of therapy. Okay, so listen. Yeah. So when Coach Rule says, don't miss the opportunity to learn from a crisis, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing. What talking about. That's what he's talking about. That's fair. That's exactly what he's talking about. Because I, rem- I was you. I'm like, sh- shut him down, man. Yeah. Shut him down, like for the greater good. Just, just have him stop talking. Just have him stop talking. Yeah. And everybody else was kind of the me in this situation, mm-hmm. where it's like, no, but he is talking to you. It's just his way of talking. Yeah. He's just not saying it the way you want to hear it. Right. So I know how it goes. Yeah. And and, and like I understand, I just think the the diminished. The, the juice isn't worth the squeeze for him to acknowledge that he hears you. Because did you hear Ben Scott? Did you hear Gabe Urban this week? Yeah. Like, 
Those guys are rallying for their guys, even though they know their guy is being singled out. Yeah. It's counterproductive to everything that he's been doing. I I just don't think at this point it should be about us. And I understand that that the fan base and the media is part of what makes Nebraska special. I just think it's counterproductive to the greater good. Yeah, well, I mean, that's – I think that's probably a good place to call it because, I mean, I think you set me straight a little bit. I think you understood where I was coming from. Oh, for sure. Like, but that, that's why I was willing to entertain it. I just kind of had to get in there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we had to give the context, which is why the podcast exists because we can go for 45 minutes on one topic. Do, but so what if what if tomorrow rolls around? Yeah, and he says, "Hey, listen, Jeff's going to start." But hypothetically, sure. Hey, Jeff's going to start this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on a pitch count. Uh, see how his health is. He knows we got to take better care of the football. Can't turn the ball over against Northern Illinois in our home opener. Do all of a sudden do you sleep easier? Um. Uh, maybe. Is that good for Jeff Sims? If it's something he already knows, I don't think it's bad for him. So what if he already knows it, so he shouldn't need to say it out loud to us? Well, again, you're talking about servicing two different relationships there. That's where it becomes tricky, right? Because he's got more than one master. He's got, hey, I've got to serve my team here. But there is a responsibility to the fan base that makes all this possible. Yeah. Right. And along those serving of the two masters. Yeah. Ideology. Feed the spirit. Yeah. Not the flesh. The spirit is that is the 160 guys in that, that locker room. Mm-hmm. The flesh is the fan base is the fan base. Feed the spirit and the flesh will flourish. 100%. There we go. That is dish and ish. That's David Benning. I'm Ravi Lula. You can hear us every weekday morning, 7 to 10 a.m. on Herd Out Sports Radio, AM 590, ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, wherever you get your podcasts, Twitter, YouTube, the whole thing. Those are also the same places you can find the Dish and Ish podcast. We will be back next week, hopefully mm. with more great conversations <laughs> like this. I'm DB. Stretching me. I'm Ravi. That's Shane Schillerberg producing for us and playing the great Tim Miles drops. We'll see you again next week. Hey, heard that.